Every day. How often? A day. I don't know. You don't know? That has never crossed my mind. Is it like twice a day? Probably more than twice, but twice. Five yeah. times a day? Depends on the day. <gasps> well, I'm I mean, so it's, sorry, Donna and Hey, Scotty. you wanted to do this episode. You should tell them they shouldn't watch this episode. Yeah. R-O-T-N. Let me present to you the Rotten Podcast. Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. All right, we're back for another episode, Rotten Podcast, episode 12. How are we feeling today? I'm so excited for this podcast episode. For those of you guys who did not read the title of this freaking episode, we're asking Matt questions girls are afraid to ask guys. Oh man, about to get juicy. And yeah, I'm down to answer questions that... You know, girls are dying to know the answer to. Yeah. So before we get into it, because <laughs> I definitely want to get into it, I think it is important to talk about Asian hate. <laughs> well, we're getting really deep first, but as you guys know, Lunar New Year's just happened. Um, happy Lunar New Year's to everyone who is Asian out there or anyone who celebrates. Living in LA, we live near Monterey Park. I don't know if you're familiar with what happened in Monterey Park during Lunar New Year's. I haven't had the chance to read specifically what happened, but I saw that there was a shooting and there was 10 people that died and I believe 10 people that were injured. And I was actually surprised to find out what I thought was the gunman being an older Asian man. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is there a motive or what what happened with that? Um, they don't know the motive yet. And I think it's it'll be hard to ever tell what the motive is because he did end up you know, shooting himself afterwards. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the craziest thing, though, is that he had shot up two ballrooms, actually. So he didn't go to one place and then end there. He went to two spots. And it was at the second ballroom where he got stopped by one of the owner's son of the ballroom that he was at. But the craziest thing is that the officers or the police in general or the city of Monterey Park did not announce there was a shooter on the loose. And so all these festivities were still happening. And if you guys don't know, in Monterey Park in Los Angeles, there is a heavy, heavy Asian population living there. I believe it's like 60% is Asian living there. And so Lunar New Year's is the biggest holiday for Asians. We don't care about Christmas too much. It's like there. We don't care about too much about Thanksgiving. Lunar New Year's is the shit for us. So 2023 is the year of the rabbit and it's supposed to be a year of like growth and change. And so it really sucks that a lot of these people's first day into the new year, a massive shooting happened. And I will say like you, I was very surprised. It was an older Asian gentleman that did it because, you know, you hear about Asian hate happening all across the U.S. ever since COVID began and ever since Trump said um, China's virus or whatever he said about Chinese people and the virus. So it was crazy to see that it was a Vietnamese man who did this. And I'm assuming he's Vietnamese because his last name is Tran, which is a very, very popular Vietnamese last name. My mom and her maiden name is actually Tran as well. So when I read that, my heart really sank. And I just hope everyone who suffered through that entire scenario is okay. I know people died, but I hope everyone else who was injured is okay. Yeah, it's really sad. I guess the only thing that was surprising to me was that when I first saw the headlines, I assumed it was a hate crime. Mm-hmm. And if he is Asian as well, not to say that it wouldn't be a hate crime, but it seems a little less likely that he was maybe specifically targeting Asian people, but it was just in his community. I've heard from theories 
from like the news is that he was looking for his wife at these ballrooms. And so it was a scenario of domestic violence where he also took out his anger on other people. But that's why he was going to multiple ballrooms because apparently his wife was at a ballroom. He just didn't know which ballroom she was at. Oh, wow. Um, So hopefully he did not get to her. I have no updates on the wife or if this is even a true theory, but that's kind of what's been floating around Los Angeles right now. Is it so sad? Yeah, it's so, so sad. Growing up Asian, especially when K-pop wasn't popular, when you, you didn't see YouTubers being Asian, you didn't see actors or actresses being Asian. I remember growing up kind of being embarrassed about being Asian, where I felt like I didn't have a place. People didn't relate to my culture. People would call me chopsticks because I would bring chopsticks to school. It's cute. It's cute. Looking back- The name isn't cute, but it's cute that you would bring- Chopsticks to chopsticks, school. Yeah. yeah, me and my best friend at the time, Michelle, would both bring chopsticks to lunch. And we were getting made fun of it, but like we also didn't care at the same time. And that was, I realized at a very young age, I just actually genuinely didn't care what other people thought about me too much to the point where people were making fun of me, but I would still do that thing they were making fun of me for. Yeah, uh, you're a very confident person. Yeah, and I think it, it took a lot from, you know, growing up the way I did where I was... I talked about it very, very lightly in the last episode where I was verbally abused a lot. So I got used to being like (laughs) being bullied and made fun of. And and I had to like have a hard outer shell to the point where it's kind of detrimental to my relationships with people sometimes because I feel like I have a wall up a lot of the times and it's something that I'm trying to break through. But it's helped me a lot in the sense where I can handle all like the negative comments I get when people are like Tiffany's really bad on the podcast or her voice is really annoying or whatever it is or might be um I just have a lot of confidence in myself and who I am but um back to me growing up Asian and being embarrassed about it I think as I've gotten older and I've seen more people in crazy rich Asians in um everything ever all at once and k-pop becoming like one of the most popular genres of music right now I've had the sense of pride of being Asian and during COVID it even strengthened even more with Asian hate going on. And so it's interesting to see how with Asian hate happening, my um, love for being Asian and my culture has strengthened to the point where I want to relate to my culture more. I want to experience more things with my culture. I want to celebrate Lunar New Year's. I want to like like hand out red envelopes to our friends or to our kids when we have kids growing up. Growing up, we are grown up, but when we have kids in the future, I want to have a sense of culture and I want them to also experience our culture as well, being Italian or whatever (laughs) culture you relate to. Culture is TBD. I saw a really interesting comment that people wanted to hear from you, which is what is it like dating an Asian female during this time where Asian hate is prevalent? Or have you not thought of it? Which is fine, because I never even thought about it either for you. Like, do you feel like you have to stick up for Asians or like... It has 100% made me way more protective over Asian people in general and over you. You know, when I I see something like that happens, it lights a fire inside of me that I feel that I am now taking on Asian culture because it's so close in my life. I feel lumped in when those things happen because of our relationship Mm -hmm. and because of even some of my best friends are Asian. And when we have kids in the future, they will be half Asian and they will look probably more Asian than most things. (laughs) Asians are strong. So off. Yeah. So off the bat, I feel that I'm almost immersed into the Asian culture where 
it does affect me and not in the same way at all that it could affect you because it's so much more deep rooted, but it does make me really fired up and feel really protective. You know how you said Asian hate, it's not an Asian hate crime because the man was Asian as well. And I'm saying, I don't know what his motive was, but there is Asian on Asian hate as well. I meant it more of a, it's a terrible thing in when that many people die. It doesn't matter necessarily how it's still tragic in the same exact way. But part of me was not relieved, but part of me was feeling that mm-hmm. it would have been worse in my opinion. And again, you can't bring back the lives, but if someone was targeting Asian people that wasn't Asian, it would feel way more targeted. And I will agree with that. Someone being Asian, I think I would I'm very upset that he did this, but I would be extremely even more hurt and upset if it was another race doing this. And Um, it's sad that there's so many shootings that happen that it almost becomes so normal. Oh, another one. And then I saw there was another shooting somewhere. Two more shootings happened ever since this Monterey Park shooting. Yeah. It would have separated it even more if it was a very clear hate crime, Mm -hmm. especially done by someone that would be... That was white. You know, I was like a little relieved. I'm like, okay, you know. It's not my people. (laughs) But, and that's such a general statement because I can't be accounted for, I can't take accountability for everything a white skinned person does because it's easy to lump everyone in as white if they have white skin and that's it. You know, having white skin, there is a privilege that you don't even have to have certain thoughts about maybe being stopped by the police, Mm -hmm. you know. And I will say that I think a lot of people look at Asians as being almost as privileged as white people as well because we've been labeled as the model minority, which actually genuinely hurts a lot of Asians in the community that are not Eastern light-skinned Asian. And this is what I actually meant when you had mentioned like Asian hate and the guy ended up being Asian. What I was going to get at was that There is actually Asian on Asian hate when it comes to what type of Asian you are because there is a hierarchy and the Mm -hmm. hierarchy is the lighter skin you are, the better you are considered in this made up hierarchy of where you are in this social status of Asians, right? So me being Chinese and Vietnamese, I actually see both sides of that because Vietnamese people are pretty much on the bottom. We're probably one of the more darker skinned Asians, including Filipinos and including Cambodians and Thai. Like we're at the bottom of the pyramid. In the middle of the pyramid would be Chinese people, Taiwanese people, Singaporeans. And then at the top level of this so-called hierarchy would be like Koreans and Japanese. And Koreans and Japanese have historically looked down upon Asians that are not as light skinned as them. But what I was going to say was my first instance of Asian on Asian hate was actually at UCLA when I was living on Reber Hall in my dorms. There was another guy on my floor who was Chinese. And I don't know how this conversation got brought up, but he was actually talking smack about Vietnamese people and was like, they have the worst accents ever. I can never understand them. Their language is the ugliest language ever. And I remember being so shocked that another Asian man was saying that to me and I'm Chinese as well but I I'm actually more Chinese for those you guys are wondering more Chinese than Vietnamese but I relate more to my 
Vietnamese side because yeah. my mom relates more to our Vietnamese side. When I said that, I was genuinely shocked and I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't know Asian people can be racist against other Asian people because I just had never experienced that. I didn't grow up with that many Asians around me in um, high school. So it was like, what the heck? Yeah. You're used to everyone banding together because it's a commonality you share. Yeah. Navigating in America and society. Um, yeah. And he made me even feel more insecure about being Asian. And this was in 2011 when I was in college, 2012. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten way more proud of my heritage and being Vietnamese and Chinese. Yeah. And the other night we were talking with one of our buddies about the hierarchy within Hispanic culture. And that's also something you don't think about. But it is so true. And it's so interesting hearing things from his perspective because he's Colombian, right? I believe so. And there's a hierarchy as well. I have a lot of friends that are Venezuelan and he was like, oh, you know, that ranks a little bit higher. Because they're light skinned. They're light skinned. And the same is true with Italy as well, I'm pretty sure, where the South are oh. more dark skinned. That's where we're from. We're from Calabria. But it makes sense. But yeah, talking about like the model minority myth, it's actually a myth because everyone sees Asians as being, they make as much money as um, white people. They don't have any fear of getting pulled over. X, Y, Z, they're always, their upward mobility is very strong. They have a strong sense of culture. They always are together, but it's really untrue for Southeast Asians, right? Because Southeast Asians actually, a lot of them suffer through like gang initiations. The term ABG, Asian baby girl, refers to Southeast Asians where a lot of Southeast Asian females were gang banging with their boyfriends or their crew or whatever. And they would, they had this very specific look that they had emulated from Hispanic culture and gangs, which mm. was like the um, overlined lips, um, really crop tops, really tight skin clothing, the Big hoops. hoops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where Asian baby girl comes from. But that is, uh, synonymous with Southeast Asian culture a little bit. Just I have a question. When was the first time that you realized there was a hierarchy within Asian culture? Was it when, when you were in UCLA in college or was it something you were aware of growing up, but it never had entered your actual world? I used to not really tell people I was Vietnamese because I think I understood from a very young age having my Chinese family on my dad's side. Uh, the craziest thing is my Chinese family all speak Vietnamese because they're actually Chinese native, like they're Chinese ethnicity, but they lived in Vietnam. Um, but I always knew that like they always looked down upon my Vietnamese side mm. and not in a, like a very aggressive way, not in like a, any like specific way, but like as a young child, I always picked up on like little things very easily. So I always like was more proud of my Chinese side mm. than I was Chinese. That but actually sense. now that I've gotten older, I'm very proud of my Vietnamese side. And I think we have such a rich culture and yeah. we have like the best tasting food. And I'm starting to realize that Viet food is just on another level. And I wish we ate Viet food more often. Um, Learn your mom's recipes <laughs> and get it going. My mom uh, makes the best I wonder food. if, I guess just off the top of my head, and this might sound super stupid, No, but growing up, from my perspective, you hear a lot about China because there's such a big economy that we that we work with. You know, there's so many things that we have that are manufactured. There's stickers that say from China. Those as a kid playing with toys, that is something you realize from a really early age. You don't really hear much about Vietnamese culture growing up. And a lot of the stuff that you do hear about Vietnamese culture is Vietnam. 
the war where we sadly lost the war yeah i think it's one of the few wars that the u.s lost it was against viet people and i'm like like vietnam is pretty much a jungle how did you guys not win like we don't have the technology or anything over there um and i haven't actually visited vietnam since like 2007 i visited asia i did a two-month-long stay in asia with my family we went to china before the beijing olympics and let me tell you i'm actually i'm looking forward to visiting china again because i heard it's so different than before the beijing olympics in 2008 because that's when they finally realized that smog and pollution was going to affect their look when a Mm. lot of these international people would visit them but let me tell you the second i stepped out of that beijing airport that Air smacks you in the face. But in other news, I feel like... Into the questions, is that where we wanted to go? I think a good segue is I want to appreciate your outfit, number one, because you look like a Polly Pocket L Woods who's sitting here, and I just walked onto this with a hoodie, a hat, and some... you look great tonight. Thank you, I appreciate it. But the level of... If I had to match your attire, it would be... If I had to match your attire... (laughs) I would be, the iron would be out, you know, I would have a belt on. You're very well put together and I'm in way more casual clothes. So anyways, you have a very bright, beautiful look to you right now. You know why I did this? I actually did this on purpose. Is because we were asking like really questions. Um, girls are too afraid to ask guys and I wanted to look as girly as possible. Smart. Yeah. And you're wearing blue. So like you are fitting. It's purple-ish. Yeah, it's purple. It's actually a really pretty color. I think we have good matching vibes. Like at least we're both colorful. Because there's yeah. sometimes I'm really colorful and you're like super muted. I'm like, wow, this is. I mean, for the most part, I wear, yeah, muted colors. Actually, last dark. week we actually matched each other. Did you notice that? I didn't. No? Because I don't pay attention to. If you guys are listening to audio only, um, how would you explain what I'm wearing? I'm wearing a blazer dress. If you're listening to audio only, just think of Legally Blonde, L Woods, in Polly Pocket Princess <laughs> and combine them together. Yes. That's what Tiffany looks like right now. Bright, hot pink with a feather trim and a like a little hot I'm, It's giving blazer. flamingo vibes. In the best way, I hope. <laughs> in a great no? way. <laughs> you look like a little flamingo. I am it's a hilarious. little flamingo right now. Either way, I try in every single episode. I think there was one episode where I didn't try that hard and I regret it so bad. And it was episode 10, I believe. So skip episode 10, but check out all the other outfits I've been wearing on YouTube or Spotify because we do have video um, capabilities on Spotify, which is really cool. Love that. Yes. Should we get into it? Let's get into this because I have a million questions I have been wanting to ask Matt. I did. I did have one glance at the questions and I was a little hesitant, but you know, fuck it. Let's just get into it. Let's answer all these questions. I'll be as open as possible and uh, let's do it. Yeah. So I think it's really important for us to understand not just your side, but what you think guys would think as well. Okay. So what's the first thing you would do if you woke up as a girl? I think myself and all guys, if we woke up tomorrow as a girl, we would definitely touch our pussy. I would be so curious to figure out what that feels like because as a guy, you don't have any idea what it actually feels like, of course, to have a vagina. But you've been told your whole life that girls have a better orgasm. There's more nerves down there. So I'm assuming the vagina feels better than having a dick. You think? 
I mean, if there's more nerves, right? <laughs> if there's more nerves in your vagina, on your clitoris, however that whole thing works. Yeah, you don't know how to work it. You know that I know how to work it, number mm. one. Took you a minute to figure it out. That's not true. It's okay. Maybe a little true. So I would conclude that women, it feels better to have a vagina. Yeah, I think it has to because there are so many instances where men don't give women the satisfaction. So it has to like be worth it for us when we finally do it. Because if it was mediocre at best, I wouldn't want to do anything. I'd be like, no, you're, you can't figure where that little spot is. It's right in front of your face. It's not that hard to miss. And we'll never know, right? Because I'll never know. How be do you think to- guys should learn? Because <laughs> unless they're taught, what's the way that a guy figures I'm, it out? Through trial and error? Or is there like, is there a way that guys can figure it out yeah, sooner? Yeah, ask your girl what she wants and likes and ask her to show you. Okay. And if you don't do that, then you're probably not doing that great of a job. So there we have it. That's some good advice for any men out there looking to please women in the bedroom. Just ask your girl. Be open and vulnerable and ask what you can do better. Okay, next question. Do you have wet dreams often? No. Really? Yeah. I think wet dreams, and I've heard other people Wait, talk about exactly this. what exactly is a wet dream? So technically- a, your idea of a wet dream? Well, a wet dream, I thought, was when you have a sexual- dream and you wake up and you have ejaculated from the dream what i just thought a wet dream is like you woke up and you had a boner can we look this up yeah a wet dream is an erotic dream that causes involuntary ejaculation of semen huh so you never have that happen to you (laughs) now look at that reaction you're so curious about this that's funny I think growing up maybe one time in high school. How is this possible? Do girls get wet dreams? I'm not a girl. I don't think I've ever gotten a wet dream in my life. I just thought wet dreams were like horny dreams where you like maybe get a little horny when you wake up after dreaming. No, that would be all the time. (laughs) Wait, so how often do you wake up with morning wood? Almost every day, I think. Oh. But it's not due to... You being horny? Yeah. It's not due to it being So what does it feel like when your dick is just hard when you wake up? Just like every other day. (laughs) Wait, so like I always thought you were horny when your dick is hard. So you're not horny when you wake up. I think in the morning there's that interesting twilight period between waking up, Mm -hmm. you know, being in a dream state and then coming back to reality. But Interesting. So I don't really know how many wet dreams actually have or people experience them. I think they're maybe a little over. Rare? Yeah, they're probably more rare than people think because to actually like come from a dream is pretty crazy. You need to be like really horny. Maybe I'm wrong. I would love other people's opinions. I don't have (laughs) wet dreams, you know. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Well, are guys actually grossed out by periods? I don't think guys are that grossed out by periods. I'm grossed out. I think women are more grossed out because I think most men are down to get down with a period. Well, that was going to be the next question. So you are down for a period. Yeah. Sense. 100%. Have we? You don't really get your period. No, I don't. I'm on like a birth control that prevents me from getting my periods. Um, It's like very rare. It's like once a year I'll get my period. I think guys are always down, but have down we? with it. I don't know. I'm I mean, so it's so sorry, Donna. And hey, Scotty. you wanted to do this episode. You should tell them they shouldn't watch this episode. Yeah. Okay. 
Do guys compare sizes with one another? No. Never? I think I think more in high school, for sure. When you're coming of the age. Yeah. I don't know. I think guys do it. It just depends on the friend group. You do group. it in high school or middle school. In like junior high, 100%. So then you did do it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, of course, as a 30-year-old, I don't expect you to But I know guys here. still do it if they're just like open and free. They're like, yeah, look at my, you know, especially in the locker room or whatever. I wouldn't and I don't. Hmm. I think that it depends on the guy, but it's definitely more of a puberty, junior high, high school kind of thing. Have you compared your dick to an iPhone? Yeah. Really? Such an easy... Uh, like it's already in your hand. So how do you go about comparing? You just stick it... Yeah. I mean, how would you compare it to a ruler? You stick it next to it. So is it is it normal to have like multiple iPhones? I mean, it depends how big you are. I th- I don't think people are like, is mine two iPhones worth? Or is it just like, how much bigger or is it small. than the iPhone? Okay, but like, is I, I have no perception of what an average dick size should be. So my question to you is like is this big for a dick or small for a dick maybe that's average on the smaller side i I don't know i i have the what's the newest 13 the newest is the 14 okay so then i have the iphone 13 not the max or pro just the basic 13 okay so the next question is what is the most attractive quality in a woman Ooh, confidence yeah Confidence in a woman is the most attractive quality. What would you say confidence looks like or acts like? I would say confidence like? feels calm. Okay. Feels um, calm. Yeah, you're very confident, which is why I was very attracted to you. You're very well put together. And I could tell on our first date that you were very confident in yourself. Mm. That you didn't feel the need to be someone you're not. You didn't feel the need to... You know, try to overcompensate for your personality or insecurities. You, f- It felt like you were really yourself. I could get to know you. Yeah. So I think what confidence also looks like is authenticity. Oh, I love that answer. What because if people answer. are authentic, yes. then they're confident in who they are if they're showing that authenticity. Regardless of gender, but if you're attracted and you want to pursue something more intimate, I think that if you're authentic, it shows that you're confident because you're willing to show yourself. Mm. And that's hard for people. Do you think Shark is confident? Shark is right next to Matt right now on the couch or chair. She I don't think she has thoughts you. about being confident. She just is. I think animals actually have thoughts and feelings. I mean, I know animals have feelings, but <laughs> the thoughts, I don't know what their thoughts Well, do you are. think she would be a confident human if she was a human? I think she would be confident in her own little world and she'd be like isolated a little icy she's kind of like you i'm not icy you're very icy you're not a warm person wait i make fun like i'm so nice to people when i'm meeting people you're just icy you're just a little icy i am yeah so you would say i'm not nice to people you're nice to people but you're still a little cold really i think so who said that (laughs) i'm saying it I wasn't icy to you when we met. I'm not talking about just your first interaction. I'm just saying your true nature is icy. Oh, like I'm not super like You're not super warm and lovey-dovey. No. Your true nature. I feel like you probably come off more warm than you really are. You're just a little icy. It's like around your family, around me, when you're in your comfort and state. You're not super warm. 
Okay. Well, I'll take, let's just leave it at that. I am nice. Like, I don't get but the I'm wrong not, impression. I'm not though. taking, I'm not saying that you're icy and that doesn't make you nice. I think you're an incredibly nice, okay. incredibly kind, incredibly personable, very respectful. I don't say that you're icy so you don't have charismatic qualities in social settings. I'm saying you're icy in your own state where you're not very affectionate. You're very just kind of like a little colder. Okay. <laughs> but you know that about yourself. This is not a surprise. No, I like I like physical touch and cuddle. I don't like, I don't love kissing. I'm not talking about your love language. I mean oh. just as a person, a little cold. I like hugs. I like to give friends hugs. Either way. Okay, it's not about me. It's about Matt right now um, and men. This is a good question. Would you care if your friend dated Jessica or Jennifer? My sisters? Yes. Yeah. Really? Well, I say that to say, overall, I would be happy at the end of the day with someone that would be best for them. Mm -hmm. If it happens to be a friend, it wouldn't be my preference. But I think it's it would be good and bad because yeah. you know the person, you can trust them. There would be a deeper level of relationship. However, that would come with a weird territory, whether it be my ego, I would be uncomfortable. There would be a weird dynamic I would have to navigate. So it would feel more work that I would personally have to do, which is why I would want to avoid it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if it was going to be a positive relationship in my friend, I know them as a person and could be confident that would make me overall happy. Like you wouldn't want Jennifer complaining about your friend and what he did because that yeah. would make you feel really uncomfortable. I can see But that. I would have faith in the fact that my friend would be good But to would you her. get mad? You're like, why? Like, why are you going after my sister? Yeah, I probably, yeah, mm -hmm. 100%. Okay. What's a red flag in a girl? Like I said, not not being confident. That's talking a red to flag. Like, are you saying girls are walking around red flags if they're not confident? Well, I guess in what way is it a, like a red flag for a relationship? Like, yeah, like a bad, like a bad trait, like something that's really toxic. Like I would hides, say a huge like red she flag. Hides, she doesn't want to share her iPhone password or she doesn't want to share her location. It's like, what's a red flag? I would say a few red flags would be one. Is she still very actively keeping up with the people she's had previous Ooh, relationships with sexual encounters? That's a red flag. I think... You know, when you move forward with someone, you should have that respect in that wall up. And it's kind of like an unspoken thing where you're not really actively talking to people from past relationships because what are you really getting out of it? Yeah. And not that all circumstances. I know, you know, one of my best friends is still friends with his ex. They were together for a while and they have a very platonic relationship, mm -hmm. but they are both confident people. So I think it does take this certain type of person to be not only okay with their partner talking to a previous ex. ex, but to be in still friends with your ex, there still needs to be. I also think it, it comes with time as well. Like I think you can't be friends with an ex from a year ago, but maybe from like a decade ago, like our friends are, and they have like a healthy friendship. Well, they stayed friends like pretty much throughout oh, the really? whole process. I would say, yeah. Do you talk about girls with your guy friends? Like relationship problems, relationship issues? No, no, not really. I mean, if we're watching something, it's like, oh, she's fucking hot. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, my God, this girl's so hot. Did you see da, da, da. It's not like an outreach or anything. Yeah. But it's more of if we're watching something, it's like, damn, she's fucking hot. What about do you think other guys? Probably. I feel like guys, girls talk about guys uh, quite a bit before they're dating, 
during their dating, after their dating, about sex, about the issues, right? But do you guys share as many intimate details about their relationship with women with each I don't other? think so. I could be wrong, but I think as you grow up, mm-hmm. as you grow older, at least as a man, it's kind of like, you know, you don't kiss and tell kind of thing. If it's someone you care about and you're in a relationship with, then you kind of keep that stuff private. It's intimate. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a respect for you to not share that stuff. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't put too much emphasis on it. Like, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable if you did, but it would be, like, more like... Like, it would be how you go about talking about it. Like, if you're, like, saying a negative thing that happened versus, like, positive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it comes up and it's funny or if it's about something specific, <laughs> definitely. It's not yeah. like I intentionally stay away from it, but... It doesn't come up naturally in high school. That's all guys talk about. You know, we were always just talking about girls, like rating them, you know, whatever. You would rate girls? I mean, not like rating them, but like. Like you would like look at a girl and be like, she's a nine. You know, like kind of like a, what would you rate? Da da da. You think she's a what? You know, Mm. you just start brewing up like sexual fantasies. (laughs) Was there anyone in high school that you wished you had like had a sexual relationship oh yeah 100 percent. many really (laughs) yeah still not still i'm very happy with where i'm at (laughs) but i'm just saying when i was in high school there was many women that i wanted to have sex with that i didn't yeah i was 100 pounds heavier and a virgin (laughs) for most of it yeah i thought you lost your virginity outside of high school what do you think of girls making the first move fucking love it really i see nothing wrong with it I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. Maybe in the 50s and the 60s, it was really against the grain. But in today's day and age, go after what you want. That's hot. True. And I felt like you kind of made the first move with us. Oh, yeah. I wasn't shy. I was like, I I need that. I need some dick right now. Yeah. And you were only dick in front of me. (laughs) And I'm very happy about that. I didn't want any other dick. I wanted yours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. What is the biggest age gap you would go for if you were single right now? That's a really good question. How young would you go and how old will you go? That's a really good question. I think it really depends on maturity. No, age. That is bullshit. So you would date a 20-year-old you found really mature. Did I say that? Where are you stirring this? That was out of... No, you just said maturity. I would say I would say I would probably feel uncomfortable dating someone that was under like twenty seven years old. But you're only thirty one. Like I said. Oh. Honestly, I was expecting lower. I mean, I just think about where I was when I was like twenty five, twenty six, even when we first started dating, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I've grown (laughs) so much that I wouldn't wanna go back to that level of like maturity. Twenty five year old me again? Absolutely not. (laughs) Really? She was so nice. If I was 30, if I was my age right now, I just, there's been so much growth. I think when you focus on yourself, you do a lot of growing. I would hope the same would be true for you that you wouldn't want to date me when you met me if you were the same right now. Insert classic Tiffany response. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, you just, you're just so much nicer to me at the beginning. So I totally would date 26 year old Matt. <laughs> was I 26? Yeah, when we met. No, 27. But I was 25. So how is that possible? Oh, really? Okay, then I was 26. Wow. Yeah, it's been four years, silly. We've been dating for four and a half years. You forget? Yeah. 
When's my birthday? March 30th. <laughs> Matt and I have this running joke that my birthday is March 30th and it's actually March 31st. Because <laughs> one time I wasn't sure. Very early on, I was like, March 30th or March 31st? It's the last day of March. So now we always joke yeah. about it. Actually, I do want to ask, how old would you go? Because you said how young you would go. It's like, I would never go older. Oh, I would totally go older. Really? Yeah. Would you get a nice little cougar? No, I feel that's not for me. Really? To get pampered if we weren't and baby? if we weren't da- if we weren't dating, I would fuck a cougar for sure. But I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone so much older. I've okay, how how old will you? F- well, then uh, same question with the age gap. Younger, how young would you fuck? You're like a no, and as long as you're <laughs> over eighteen. <laughs> no, I think if there were like, it, again, it comes down to it. I think comes down to what. It comes down to a maturity thing. I couldn't like mentally get there. I'm not one of those people that can just like fuck to fuck. Yeah. You know, I am someone that requires more yeah, intimacy. Yeah, wait till a third date. Oh, poor you. Poor Three days. me. Poor 25-year-old tip. Yeah, I could tell you were desperate. Thirsty. You made me sound so You were desperate. desperate and thirsty. It was coming through your personality. I could see it on you. I could smell the thirst. Was I really? What did I do that? Not like that bad, so but thirsty? you were like really trying to like. Oh yeah, I just get inside. Dick. No, you. I wanted you to get inside. You wanted me to get inside, but you were trying to get inside my house really bad. No, I just wanted to meet little Shaky Shark. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. My Slack. line was like, so I I gave Matt a ride home because we had met up at like um what was it like a like a club I guess or um I don't know my friend was performing and so either way I gave Matt a ride home afterwards and I was like so when do I get to meet your cat shark and he goes next time well we had a really passionate hot hookup that was the first like really hot Make hookup in the car session. yeah sorry i think when you say hookup of sex but we just had made out i don't you i don't think of hookup as sex really i just do. think of it as kissing anything just yeah anything being in, being intimate yeah well then we hooked up on our first date that was like a pack. It wasn't really like a makeup. It was a terrible kiss. Yeah, it was all... a really bad kiss. We've <laughs> talked about it. We've talked about this. Okay, so then how old? Well, you never said how young I... you would go. Well, I said how what I would date. I don't know about having sex. I think it's probably the same age for me because I would just. What, how view old a... would you go then? I don't know. That that's interesting. I'd be willing to explore <laughs> some um... granny pussy. What's that like? Stop it. Stop. You've seen multiple wars. You've seen <laughs> the Great Depression. What's that pussy like? Oh, you're like? talking about granny granny. I'm just saying, what's granny got under the panties? Oh, my God. That's the Sahara Desert. Hey, that could be aging like a fine wine <laughs> or mean, some good old whiskey kept in a barrel. I think I would probably go for like a pretty big... We didn't ask. Okay, fine. I'm just kidding. What? No, it's fine. No, tell no, me. You don't want to know. It's okay. I want to know. Go. What do you want to know? I want to know how old you would fuck. Like thirty-seven, you wouldn't fuck like a fifty-year-old. No, like... no, unless he looked young. No, mm. I just couldn't. I emotionally and physically, and my eyes would not be able to get there. And I realize I'm a very, very, very visual person. Like sometimes I'll be so mad at you, but if I look at you too long, I'm like, I can't be mad at him. He's too cute. Which is why you're pretty good at. You know what? You have a fighting lot of... past your. Hey, but you know what? Hey. A billion dollars looks pretty fucking beautiful to me. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How often do you get boners? Every day. How often? A day. I don't know. You don't know? That has never crossed my mind. Okay, okay. How about I ask you, is it like twice a day? Probably more than twice, but twice. Five yeah. times a day? 
depends on the day. <gasps> I would say it depends how busy and focused I am. How if I'm, do you act on these boners? It depends. Depends um, what's going on in my life. Like once a day? There's been times. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're in the shower all the time. No. <laughs> sure. So you don't do it in the shower. I'll never tell you where I do it. Do you do it in our bed? I'll never tell you. <gasps> I never see napkins there, so I'm going to assume it's never in our bed. I never look in your little drawer, so maybe it's in there. I don't uh, know. Uh, uh, uh. Now I'm curious. Too bad. You'll never know. Huh, so you do it with someone else. Okay, good to know. Yep. <laughs> do you play with your butt hair? <laughs> You don't have to answer any other question. I think everyone who's got hair anywhere, they like mess around with at some point. It's not like you stay away from anything. <laughs> do I play with it and sit there? No. Or maybe you do. It's fine. I just told you my answer. You do. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> do you think men stalk Instagram girls like girls do with guys when they're about to meet them? I would assume that women do it way more. Okay. And I think for different reasons. I think a guy's just looking to be like, oh, she's hot. Like, does she have a boyfriend? Da, da, da. Very surface level things. And then I think women are way more intentional. Like, who's your yeah, ex-girlfriend? Like, who are the friends? You know, going through the comments and likes and being like, who are these girls liking? You know? Yeah. I don't know if guys do well, that. Well, I mean, I, didn't, I definitely didn't look into your friends. I just stalked really far down into your profile. Whoa. Yeah. I think didn't that's normal. I find a lot. Well, you it have depends. Like Twenty-five photos. It depends when you, it. What stage you did this though? Before we met. Oh. Yeah, I mean, your hinge makes it so easy to stalk someone. It's like connected. Yeah. Uh, your last name, your first name. Yours I actually wasn't. Think mine was not connected on purpose because it weirds. I didn't want to weird anyone out with what I did, and I also somehow managed to not put my last name. I know it's <laughs> so weird. I don't know how that's possible. Do girls feel different down there? Like, are there different feelings inside of a vagina? It's been so long since I've been inside of anyone else. <laughs> I can't tell you. But yeah, a little bit. Like, are one softer? I wouldn't say softer. It's like, like I'm sure women, some get more wet. It really depends on the situation. I'm sure there's different tightness, you know? Yeah. Like, some are more loose than others. Some So, I think it really depends probably mostly on how tight and how wet. The wet can be... Just based on the circumstance and then, yeah, definitely. you know, the tightness is just based on genetics or like babies, babies. Yeah. I, this is a question that's on here and I just thought of it. I've always been curious because I, you can, I can easily feel what you feel like, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what you feel like because you can actually hold it, but I can never hold the inside of myself. Yeah. And does it feel like a soft rug? Like what, like an apple pie? Like what is it? A soft rug. Like, because, like, there's, like, texture inside there, right? Like, is it smooth? Is there a texture? It's, like, smooth and wet. Oh, there's no texture. It's, like, there's friction, but, like, it's, like, uh, are we really describing what the inside of a vagina feels like right now? I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if you, like, took your hand closed and you had like lotion or some form of lubricant and then you were putting something smaller <laughs> or something bigger that could <laughs> fit inside me. there's like a you know there's like so there isn't like different textures 
I don't know. Feeling? I'd have to yeah. feel around next time and really. Well, because like for guys, it, it could be that. straight, it could be sideways, it could be bent, it could be tiny, it could be thick, it could be skinny, it could be large, girthy. I think there's more factors for a penis for sure. Like there's a mushroom, there's no mushroom. Okay, like, yeah, I think there could be met more factors and variables for a guy. Okay, than a girl. Yeah, but who knows? I'm sure maybe someone like Dan Blazarian would have in a take on that. Yeah. I have no idea though. Okay, next question. How quickly do men know if they want to be in a serious relationship with a girl? I think it comes down on the, it comes down to the person's needs. Okay. I think it's the same for men and women probably, but maybe in a different way, but you have to see a certain amount of uh, situations play out. You kind of need to get the vibe after a few dates to be like, okay, is this natural? Do we get along? Do we laugh? What's the chemistry like? Mm -hmm. You know, there needs to be enough experience to get, gather from to be able to make your decision and also what the hookups are like so i don't so know if it's a did time. you know what how long did it take you for you to realize you wanted to be in a relationship with me like were you like oh she's like potentially someone i can see myself with on the first day or did it take like the third date after the first date i was very interested okay. i remember Same. leaving the date and being like that was fun like that uh, was my genuine thought. I'm like, that was fun. This is great. Mm. I was. You didn't think anything. I didn't think that. anything too much past it because you also were so different than me that overall it was a very. I think that we how? had. No, I think we had a lot of similarities. Like we were both very vulnerable. Different than most things that I know. Your lifestyle. Mm. You grew up in California. You're Asian. You just seem different to me. Than most of the women I've dated and most of the women that I know well. Yeah. So there was just a lot of new. And I think it was cool. You know, you were showing me around UCLA. We're talking about her upbringings. That stuff was all very new because it was so different to me. And so I just had so much fun from the date because it felt so exciting and fresh where I was very present. And so when I left, I'm like, we'll see where this goes. I'm just happy that it was fun and I'm happy that I had fun on a date. Mm -hmm. What a great little question. Is if he wanted to, he would a true or false statement. I think overall guys will pursue what they want to pursue, whether they play a little game in there, yes or no. But if a guy's interested in you, he'll make you feel that way because he's going to want to protect you. He's going to want to grab you. Women just have an infectious draw to them, I think. And so if a guy wants you, he's going to make the effort, whatever that looks like. And I, I think I'm also answering this question to help people hopefully out there that are stuck in a situation. And I think also, you know, deep down that maybe he's not interested. You just don't want to admit it. And you're probably holding on to something. I 100% agree with that statement. I always tell my friends, you know, you can tell if someone likes you and if they don't, and if they make you feel like they don't, there's oh, probably Oh, he's just tired. Oh, he did this. Da, yeah. da, da. There's, there's so many excuses. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've had those instances in college too, where I liked someone and it, it felt like I was pulling teeth to get them to hang out with me. And it was like, oh, All right. that's so cute. Yeah. I've been turned down plenty of times. Doubt it. <sighs> or ghosted. Actually. Have you been turned down more times than you've been ghosted? I don't think I've actually ever been ghosted. I've ghosted. I don't think I've been ghosted. But I've definitely been not turned down, stood up. Mm. In the sense where like last minute someone will cancel on a plan. Aww. Never like they like never show up. They would just like cancel, which makes me bummed out. So I've definitely had that happen a couple of times in college. And just because like in college I had so many like 
because I was in a sorority, we'd have like parties every Tuesday and like you would take guys on these like parties on the bus. And so like every week you'd be like asking a guy to come out with you. And so like if they canceled last minute, it like never felt good, but it was never like super serious at the same time. So I don't know where to put that in a box. All right, next question. <laughs> what is a huge turnoff for you? I think all the things I've said are turnoffs, which would be, at least for me, bad mouth, bad hygiene, not confident, still talking to other men from past relationships, okay. very unattractive. And I think that, you know, we talked about this last week on confidence is quiet and calm. I think when people are talking too much, mm -hmm. they're trying to overcompensate and that is unattractive because it's like you don't need to be loud in order to get attention. Yeah. If you know you're worthy, then you know that that worth is there no matter what you say or what someone thinks of you. You don't need to overcompensate for it. And it's really unattractive when women feel that they need to try to do something to make a guy like them, whether it be listening to the music that he likes or like pretending to be something that they're not. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever pretended anything with you, but you actually, I genuinely liked all the music you listened to, minus when you show me like fish or something. Mm -hmm. But even then, I actually don't mind it. But like, I genuinely really liked your music taste. Yeah. So I never had to fake that. I think starting out, you know, people kind of blend a little bit mm -hmm. more because they want to. They're more open at the beginning. They want to. Well. They're more open, and they want that person to like them, so they will lean a little bit more yeah. into things that that person likes, whether they really like it or not. Like for example, when we first started dating, I'm like, yeah, like boba's great. Like I really like boba. And now I'm like, I don't really like boba. But you drink my boba all the time. I'll take a sip of it, but I wouldn't go out to get it. Yeah. But I remember when we first started dating, you were, I think, in Australia. And I was like, I just went and got boba. That made me so happy. Did you and actually exactly. do it? I did. Oh. And I actually liked it, but I wouldn't do it again. I actually have a great story. My sister, Tree, when she first met her husband and they were dating, she pretended she liked sushi. And she would eat oysters. She fucking hates that stuff. So I think that that's okay. I kind of take that back. I think when you're being desperate about it, I think there's a way you can do it where you're actually just trying to bond more with someone and try to like what they like and also spend quality <laughs> well, time. Steve now says he is so disappointed that she actually doesn't like her because he was like, you reeled me in because I thought we were going to have so much fun eating at cool oh, places. Yeah. She does not like eating anything other than like rice and chicken. Not like She's a sushi very restaurant. plain eater. Yeah. Yes. And so he was like very sad, but like they have a great relationship. Yeah, I do think it is like cheating, not cheating in like the sense of cheating, but it's cheating if you're trying to get someone to like you by pretending you're doing things. If you're really bending the truth. Exactly. That's one thing. If you're trying to show an interest in their interest and nudge it a little bit, white knuckle lie, that's okay. Do you think the girl or the guy should pay on the first date? The guy should always pay on the first date. The guy should always want to pay on the first date. I think he should want to pay. Yeah. Or at least pretend he's gonna pay. At least I, I don't know why he wouldn't pay. Well, I think the argument is that like if it was the girl's idea to go on the first date, she should feel more inclined if she was the one that like planned the date. Right. Because imagine if like I planned our first date, but I took I was like, let's go to like Babel, which is like one hundred and fifty dollar dinner. Um, and we had just met, but like you had to feel obligated to pay when it was my idea to go there. Like, I think that would be the only instance, but if the guy's the one that planned it was the one that initiated the first date, I, I think, think that guy should be pulling out his credit card often at the beginning. If he wants a girl to feel that he's serious about her, mm -hmm. 
That's true. Um, run away if their first date is a coffee date because that is a $6 date, honey. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say that's safe to say. I think coffee is a good way to get to know someone to see if you want to pursue exactly. dinner. He's not being serious about it because he can easily but go I'm, on like... But I'm saying don't run away from a coffee date. Coffee date could turn into a great thing. Yeah, well, I'm just saying they're like, they're less they're less serious if it's a coffee date because they're monetarily there's a less investment in it. But I don't think people do the coffee date because they're not sure based on the financial stipulations around it. I think they want to do a coffee date because usually when you're drinking coffee, it's in a time in the in the morning, in the afternoon where it can be in between and you don't have to set your schedule around it or make it a big deal. Yeah. Because the thing with coffee is kind of similar to happy hour where it's like, hey, let's grab happy hour. It's kind of an open-ended date where if it goes well, there can be more. But it also doesn't need to go past that. And the same thing is with coffee. After 20 minutes, if you don't like the date, then you can kind of, okay, I need to move on. And then it's totally fine to just leave. Yeah, no, I 100% get that. Like there is less of an investment with time, but also financially. Like a happy hour, then you can do the same thing with the happy hour. Happy hour instead of a coffee, but happy hour is like. I think it's also the vibe too, because. For me, when I think of happy hour, or I even think about coffee. It's more of a situation where you're kind of facilitating conversation, a lightheartedness. We can kind of get up. We could leave. We can mm-hmm. keep this going. There has an open yeah. flow to it, whereas dinner is pretty intense <laughs> to sit down and be like, we're going to order food. We're going to sit here yeah. for the next 45 minutes to an hour. That is a commitment. Yeah. So I think it's always good to start with happy hour and happy hour can lead into dinner, which is perfect. Yeah, I think it's okay for happy hour. That's fine. I'm just saying coffee seems a little like less important than happy hour. I get it. Yeah. But that's just my it's like opinion. this guy wanted to take me to get coffee. Eh. It's like, yeah, you know, coffee only lasts like maybe 30 minutes. It's like super inexpensive. It's like, okay, well, like you're not really pursuing me that hard, which is fine. As long as you understand your your place in that system. Yeah, that's fair. Do you still look at other girls and think they're hot when you're in a relationship? I think that if you said that, no, you would be lying. Yeah. I mean, human beings are always going to be attracted to other people but or be do like. You, the, the, now I'm wondering, do you actively just like stare at other girls and look at other girls? If I was single, I would be. That's not the question. The question is when you're in a relationship. Do I stare at girls and fantasize about them? No. But do I stare at someone and appreciate their beauty? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, so while you're at the gym, you stare at other girls? No. There's really not that many girls at the gym, surprisingly. I actually feel bad for girls at the gym because there aren't really that many girls, I feel like. And then all of a sudden, one girl Wait, or so you t- do stare at girls? I don't stare at someone in fact. Like, I guess, I guess, the que- I guess re-ask the question because I'm confused. What do you mean? You I thought you just asked me the same. Girls and think they're hot when you're in a relationship. Like I'll look at a guy in passing, like while he's walking past me. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like a really good looking guy. Like, yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, that guy was really good looking. Yeah. But I wouldn't just like ogle at him. Oh yeah. No, I think that's a terrible look if you're doing that. Like, what are your intentions with like fantasizing over this girl? That's what I was saying. Like, I don't but fantasize I don't, over I other women. Over someone, would I be fantasizing or just like really staring? Well, does it count if it's like a movie character? Well, I'm saying if you're like really like fixated on something, you're usually having a thought of being like, oh my God, like da-da-da, whatever. Yeah. So then, yeah, I would say that you're probably fantasizing in okay. that way. 
would that be like grounds of like having an argument or a conversation or an issue if like you saw me ogling at a man for like 10 seconds or like I saw you ogling at a girl yeah I think so for sure but not like a very serious deep Mm -hmm. thing like yo what the fuck (laughs) what's your deal yeah okay I was just curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do think that is a gray area as well where I could see both sides. I could see it being like, what are you doing that's disrespectful? Why would yeah. you do that? And then I could see the side where it's like, it's not that serious. I mean, I tell you all the girl, like, oh, she's really pretty. And I'm like, she's really hot. Yeah. I say it all the time. I mean, I think men are attractive as well. You know, I'm not attracted to a man, but I could see you why. I appreciate beauty. I can appreciate beauty. Yeah. yeah. I don't think beauty has any limitations or like structure. I get that. I mean, I were growing up being attracted to like characters on like Disney. I think Channel. everyone, yeah. yeah I think exactly. my first <laughs> erection I can remember was no. really. Now we're getting deep because I didn't want to talk about boners <laughs> before, and now I'm sharing my first one. Not that it's my first one, but I remember. Was it like Jessica Rabbit? Yes. Oh yeah, she's hot. Yeah. I actually had a figurine of her, and I was attracted she to her. She was as so a kid. hot, and now even when I see that, I'm like, damn, she is hot. She like, is hot. Even now, I'm like, she's hot. They did not need to give her those boobies. They gave. She was hella <laughs> curvy. God damn. How do you feel about your girlfriend having a lot of guy friends? I think it says a lot. I mean, I've dated uh, girls that have had a lot of guy friends. I mm-hmm. think it really depends on the type of person. I I know that there's girls that sometimes gravitate more towards men. So I think it's fine. I just do think that there is that balance where sometimes you have to be careful of, which is a tricky area where it's like, where is the, where is the line? But if they're genuine good friends, then I don't see there being an issue with it. Okay. So you're saying like a lot of platonic friendships are probably not the best. I think that there's a difference between having good guy friends that you've had for a while that Mm -hmm. are good friends versus just keeping a lot of friends with guys because for whatever reason that fulfills your need. Okay. That's you know, does response. that make sense? Like the, yeah. the difference in that you like want the attention from your, guy you want friends. the attention and you kind of just want to have a lot of guys be in your world because it makes you feel better. Yeah. Well, for me, I would only worry if you have a lot of guy friends, but not any girlfriends. Yeah. Okay. Be that, that is where I want to correct if you have a lot it. of friends in general. If you're, a, yeah. If you have a lot of friends, then that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because I've dated someone that was like, you know, they didn't have that many girlfriends. And I'm like, why is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Be wary. Be wary. Be wary. Of those. Okay. Oh, a good one. Would you care about the number of guys a girl has slept with? Yeah. You would? I think that if the number is like insanely high, What's I think there's something. High? I'm. That's a good question. I don't know. Like 10? No, I don't think 10 is insanely high. 20? I think 20 is kind of up there for sure. But not like insane. Mm -hmm. I think 20 is fine. I don't know how to gauge that, you know, so I don't really know. But I do think numbers matter only to a degree. Mm. If it's a lot, then it's kind of concerning. What does that mean? Maybe they enjoy that, which is totally fine. But then we might be different people. You know, we might not gel if you. Oh, So you only care about it because your number isn't super high. Yeah. Okay. I'm not someone who has had a ton of sexual partners because I I view intimacy maybe a little bit differently. And so if someone is just way more open and has a ton of partners, maybe we just differ in intimacy. Okay. However, I can respect that still, you know, because I understand people. I understand both sides. So actually, I don't know. Hmm. I'd say it really depends on the person. I think, again, if for me, it really comes down to 
confidence and how much that person knows themselves. What okay, let's take you out of the equation. Do you think guys care about yeah. how many girls how many guys a girl has slept with? I think people in general care. I think girls care what guys' numbers are in the same way that guys care what girls because it's it doesn't mean anything other than how many people have you been with because that might be an indicator that am I just another one of your numbers or mm-hmm. how do I gauge what we have here also i don't think like having a high amount of people you've slept with equates to you being better in bed at all oh yeah i mean i think you know if you only have like very platonic sexual relationships with people where they don't tell you hey this is what i like or this is what girls like you'll never learn if you're only having sex with someone once or twice or three times max i mean yeah the best way to get good is either fuck a friend that can give you feedback or be in a relationship where you can get better at it and learn things and be more comfortable. I've never heard of someone fucking a friend to learn how to fuck. I'm saying like a friend with benefit that ends up uh, being your, okay. your friend. <laughs> kind of like what you're saying, more of a platonic relationship. Yeah. Oh, good question. These are great questions, Callie. It has been said several times that a guy and a girl cannot stay friends. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that's true? I don't agree with that. I think guys and girls can be friends. However, I do think... Yeah, you have plenty of girlfriends and I have plenty of guy friends. I want yeah, to say plenty. I have a good a, amount of guy friends. Yeah. I think it's totally possible, totally healthy, totally normal. I do think sometimes you have to check what people's intentions are. Are we really trying to be friends or is there a reason this guy is trying to be friends with me and vice versa? But I think it's very possible to have a friend of the opposite sex. Oh, without and a you'd, doubt. You'd be living a very sad life if you didn't have friends of the opposite yeah. sex. Kind of brings me to our rotten uh, egg of the week prompt that yes, I have one. I'm so excited for this week's. Okay, we do have one or two more questions. What is your favorite outfit a girl can wear? I think it depends on the person because I don't have a specific preference of what I like to see girls in. I think whatever best fits their skin tone, their body, it all is dependent on the person. So I don't have a go-to outfit where I'm like, yeah, get a girl in that. Well, what do you think a lot of girls look good in? What, whatever you wear. You wear a lot of these like half-dress kind of things. I don't know what they're called. Maybe rompers. I don't fucking know. I like little skirts. <laughs> you like two-piece outfits? Where- maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Or you like you like rompers where it's like a, it looks like a dress but it has like, shorts? Yeah. Well, I don't know, actually. Something where it's kind of like a skirt, but kind of not. Like Whatever you, that is. <laughs> I think you like rompers. Maybe. That's funny because I actually got rid of all my rompers in wow. my closet. <laughs> okay, last question because we're getting too long here. If a girl is ready to have sex with you on your first date, what do you think about her? Do you not take her as girlfriend material? You can hear a pin drop. I think everything comes down to confidence. Because if she's confident and you're having a good time, then to me, that's attractive. That doesn't take away from her being girlfriend material. However, if you're able to spot insecurities, it's not really the right vibe and she's like going for it over the top where it doesn't really fit the chemistry of the moment, then I would say there maybe is a different intention behind why she is trying to have sex. That would make me think that maybe she's not girlfriend material because not only is she insecure but what is she trying to get out of this like let's is it, build is it like you know we watched too hot to handle together season four and i believe it's the girl kaylee the one from la 
she ended up having sex with the guy on the show when you're not supposed to because she was insecure about the other girl that was also on the show that liked her guy. Are you talking about that type of scenario? That, yeah. That's one example of a scenario. Where she's using sex out of insecurities and not out of confidence. Yeah, exactly. And maybe she's also trying to have sex on the first date because she thinks that's what the guy wants and that's what's going to keep her. That's also a huge red flag. If she feels that she needs to put out on the first date, Mm, then to keep someone, vice versa, not just women, but also men. If you feel that you need to do anything to keep someone around because you're not enough, then I would say you're not relationship material in my book. Hmm. Well, that was all the questions I had been wondering there we go how did, how did we do i think we did great Good. Um, do i think i do what did i learn anything new i'm trying to think I about think me I, yeah i think i learned a couple of things you have boners like five times a day did not know that um and i need to figure out where the fuck i got good blood flow keep going with what you were saying something oh i was just i was just saying i was learned a lot from you I like that. I love that. Good things or bad things? Bad things. Bad things? Yeah. Like what? That I don't know where you ejaculate in the house. Oh, my Lord. Okay, we're moving on. So this segment of the week, it's time for, what do we call? How do we call it? The Rotten Roundup. The Rotten Roundup. So I have one that was submitted. And this is an Am I Rotten? So Am I Rotten for exchanging Instagrams with another guy at the bar? Okay. So I've been dating this guy for a few weeks and we've been on three dates and have hung out five times. Things have definitely been getting more serious than a typical fling. I started to develop feelings for this guy and last weekend I stopped by the restaurant he is a general manager at with my girlfriends. I was so excited to show him off to my friends. Things were going great and we even snuck off to the side to make out a little. Hot. Later on, I was at the bar. This guy started talking to me, a different guy. And he was a guitarist for a really famous band and we exchanged Instagrams. I didn't think anything of it and had no intentions to do anything with this guy. When we left the restaurant, the guy I was seeing didn't say bye to me and I knew something was off. He texted me after saying he wasn't going to be able to make our date planned on Sunday. He got really upset at me for talking to that guy at the bar and was asking and demanding if I gave my phone number to him. I tried explaining myself multiple times. He felt it was a really bad look that I was flirting with someone in front of his his face at his place of work and kept saying it's something he would never do to me. He kept saying I did nothing wrong and that we aren't technically dating, but he did want to end things with me. He wouldn't pick up my calls or listen to my voice memos when I tried to explain that it was completely innocent. I even apologized for how it looked and told him I am only interested in pursuing things with him. Am I rotten or is he? I I think both of them did some things weird. Yeah. And can we say that we kind of know who submitted this so we have more information or? Yeah. For context, we actually know the person who submitted this story and we've gotten more information from them. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it was definitely a bad look for her to flirt with another guy. But did she flirt though? Or was she just being nice? Because you know what? As a girl, sometimes you just feel like when you're in that type of instance where a guy is being nice to you, you just have to be nice back so you don't cause a scene. You don't make... Because it's almost causing more of a scene if you're like, no, I'm not going to give you my Instagram number. Exactly. Like, what? Then you're kind of setting yourself up to fail because then you're then he's, then he's what if he says, okay, I just wanted your Instagram exactly. handle. So now you're 
creating a scenario in your head when you don't know what the intentions are. Yeah. So I see that for sure. That's difficult. And um, yeah, this friend, you know, she reached out and was kind of upset because she wasn't sure what to do about it because she really liked this guy. And I was telling her, just give it some time, you know, give it some space, like see what happens, see what he says. And then his responses were, he was very shut down. He didn't want to speak to her. And I was like, okay, he's kind of being super immature about this because if you aren't dating, then his response should have been, he shouldn't have said anything to make her feel bad about that. And even though he did, she explained herself. So he should have been like, oh, okay, I get it. Now I want to like talk about locking you down. If it's something he cares about, then he would want to lock it down rather than be insecure that another guy you exchanged Instagram DMs, like how innocent. That's so innocent. And both of them are in the business. So she is also like in the business of hospitality in LA. And so it is typical for her to network. And it sounds like, cause he is a guitarist at a famous band and we all actually know this band and it's crazy that she met him, but like, it, it seemed very, very innocent. What I don't like is his response to her because it seems so unhealthy to have these expectations when in reality, you guys haven't had these conversations. And it was a very, very innocent interaction. And I don't like how he didn't say bye to her. And then he was like, we're not yeah. making it to Sunday's date. And that was such a bad look. I would never do that. And it's like, well, one she came to you to support you at the bar and she was by And she brought her friends. She was really excited and she felt good. They were even making out on the side apparently. Yeah. Like that's hot. That's all good. And like, I think that that should have been his opportunity to lock it down because if the same thing happened with us and we just started dating and I felt insecure about another guy, instead of bringing it up to you and making you feel weird about it, Mm -hmm. I would completely avoid it. And I'd be like, damn, I need to lock her down. So Sunday's date it's on. Yeah. And also, I want to talk about what are we? Exactly. Instead of just being that. kind of a bitch about it. He, instead of leaning in, he leaned out yeah. and then showed how immature he is. And he's significantly yeah. older than her. And he had made this comment being like, this is why I don't date girls in LA. And it's like, no, because you can't handle conflict by It's not even conflict. That's just, you know, security in oneself. He ignored all her calls. He ignored her text messages. Yeah. He didn't even listen to her voice memos. Like that That's, is yeah. one, one immature man. Um, and I'll say, I want to just finalize it. And he's definitely rotten to me. He's getting the rotten egg and the spoiled egg. Yes. So I'd, I'd say that's where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. I say he is the uh, spoiled rotten egg as well. But I have, I have a really quick example of this happening to us. There's been only one time in our relationship where I felt insecure. And it was maybe very, very new into our relationship maybe before we even became official where you brought me to a friend's club because he was djing and while we were there you have you were talking to a good friend of yours that was a female and she's really cute really nice i love her to death you were talking to her for so long and i had no one to talk to because the person i was talking to at the time felt really awkward and i was like okay i'm ready i'm done with this conversation i was like waiting for you guys to end your conversation but you kept talking to her that i just felt really insecure and so then i literally left into the bathroom and i was like why do i feel this way i started texting all my girlfriends being like i'm this little insecure bitch like why do i feel this way and they were like no you're not insecure he does like you he invited you out you're hot you're whatever and i was like yeah you're right and then i walked out and i was like 
I'm not going to let this bother me. And he should have done that. Yeah. That's what he should have done. Sometimes in a moment where you're feeling uncomfortable, don't be overwhelmed by your feeling because sometimes your feelings do trick you. You need to sometimes input logic and say, you know what? I'm feeling this way. That doesn't mean that is what it is. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to let things play out. Yeah. And just having confidence. I think that everything that I've said today, I think comes down to confidence. Confidence, confidence is key. Confidence is key and confidence is quiet. That wraps up the rotten roundup for this week. So make sure that you guys are submitting stories. If you want an opinion, if you have something, if you want to share something juicy with us, yes. get our take on it. Also, if you just want the world to know your story and don't have a platform, we'll <laughs> gladly air it out. And I think something that we are going to implement as well is if we don't have any good rotten roundups or if someone is the rotten egg of the week, we will be coming out and giving out rotten egg awards for anyone <laughs> if if something happens. And But with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to comment down below if you guys are on our YouTube and rate us on Instagram. Sorry, not you can rate us on Instagram. Can you rate? No, you can't rate on Instagram, but you can follow us on Instagram, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts because we really appreciate it. Love that. Bye. Till next time. Bye. Bye.